1: No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out.
0: They've got some pictures of what they do. com Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. You're listening to the Throttled Adventures Podcast. And now, your hosts, Cody and Chappie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Throttled Adventures. It's Cody. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good.
1: I just closed a huge chapter in my life, and I've never been happier about it. Is that something about the five nipples? No, no, the five <laughs> nipples. That's just uh, something that happened along the way.
0: Happened <laughs> along the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So, yeah, what's this I hear about some, uh, Can Hardly? Yeah, Can Hardly is back. Who is Can Hardly? Can Hardly
1: is my sometimes awesome truck. (laughs) Can Hardly run? If you need to make it up any mountain, I mean, shit, that razors won't go up, some dirt bikes won't go up. If you need to make it up that mountain, that's the truck to do it. Can Hardly. But can hardly doesn't like to come home on its own power. <laughs> doesn't like to come home. It likes its mo- motherfucking. It, it likes to piggyback home. It likes these flatbed, piggyback. flatbed fucking trucks to bring it home. So this isn't the first time you've had it flat. Oh no, no, first time I met Tim down in fucking Valley of the Gods. Vince oh. and I were on the way home, and in Moab, <laughs> it shit the bed. Oh, oh my I god! I did not know that. Oh yeah, it took us. Okay, Moab is let's say, I don't know, let's say a five-hour ride from my house, roughly. It took us, including the tow ride home from Moab, to get to my yard, thirty-one hours. Jesus, yeah. So there—that's a hell of a ride. There was a problem with the front wheel some part and apparently if it falls off you're pretty much dead anyway we we just kept driving at like you know 20 miles an hour the whole fucking way thinking we'd limp at home i mean we stopped and bought parts and tried to change that we changed the rotor we changed the brakes everything that they had available we did all in our power and uh, we made it to about an hour and a half from our home at about 24 hours of driving i'm not even kidding Thirty-one hours it took us. Then we had to call a tow truck and wait for the tow truck. Oh my lordy! Yeah, so can hardly is back. The adventures continue. Can hardly. And oh, uh, God, Squatch cut the exhaust yeah, so, off, so it sounds like a nineteen-eighties truck. Man, it's like. When did he do that? Uh, somewhere around the Moab trip, because we'd been four-wheeling uh. and the muffler, uh, whatever holds them on. U-bolts, welds, whatever, they're broke. And you didn't replace it. So it, it. was, was kind of like doing this. And Squatch kept saying we were going to pogo stick. He's like, sometime it's going to be like a tripod, dude. It's just going to hang down, and we're just going to flip down the fucking road. So he got out, grabbed the sawzall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus. So it's a loud fucking truck. Funny-ass stories, Cody. Oh, man. So Ken Hartley's back. The, can don't you know the don't you know trip is
1: over? The don't you know trips over, closed, done, never to be
0: revisited. So, like the the last time we you know talked in front of the listeners here, like uh Dan was on and we were talking about you were supposed to go. Get yeah. the truck. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> How the hell can you
1: forget? <laughs> because, you know, when things are painful, sometimes your brain shuts them out, Chappy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I shit you not. This is why I video myself, because people would not believe the shit that goes on in my life. <laughs> if I didn't have it on video, I mean, all I can do is laugh. Yeah. So the I wife. have a broken down truck. And I took my motorcycle to go get that truck. That was the plan from Utah to Minnesota.
0: Right. Put the bike in the back of the truck, drive the truck home.
1: Yeah. That was the plan. Save money, have fun, a little adventure.
0: Adventure. Adventure is really adventure when things go wrong. It's true. So I live adventure a lot. Yes. And you really did have quite an adventure.
1: So yes, my truck's broken down, right? (laughs) Then I'm going to get it. Get one hundred and fifty miles into the trip, and uh, my well, we'll just cut it kind of short. My slave cylinder, apparently, there was an O ring in there that went bad on my clutch, Hmm. so I lost my clutch. I am in the middle of nowhere. Have three hundred and sixty footage to show you guys later. Three hundred and sixty, yeah. So you can see I am in the middle of nowhere.
0: (laughs) Where'd you? You got a three hundred and sixty camera? Yeah, on loan. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, I know. I sound minute. like
1: I'm rich, but I just borrow a lot of stuff from a lot of people. <laughs> but uh
0: yeah. Mainly Johnny Mac.
1: Yeah, mainly Johnny Mac. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have any dot oil. That's what it takes. Uh, no brake fluid. No brake fluid at all. But I did, right before I left, I thought, you know what, I better take some motor oil for the bike, just in case. I wasn't going to take it, and at the last minute, I grabbed it. Anyway, I turned into MacGyver, out in the middle of nowhere. I, uh, I threw the motor oil in, because I figured, well, I couldn't go anywhere. I mean, I couldn't start the bike. Hydraulic clutch, you're not shifting. It's just, Anyway. <laughs> You, you say it could bump start, but it's a huge cylinder. I'd had to be running anyway. The motor oil, by putting that in because it's all I had, was actually thick enough that it kind of, that whole ring that was going bad, yeah. it, made, it made it work until I got to a town where I could <clears throat> reassess and then replay
0: with the bike. <laughs> right. So it wasn't on the side of the road anymore. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what a trip. Yeah, adventure.
1: What a trip. So,
0: so, that's like a perfect segue into our topic. Are you sure you want to adventure? Is that our topic? <laughs> no. Well, I I guess sort of um be careful what topic, you ask for. <laughs> the topic is uh People that are looking to get into ADV riding and whatnot, we're going to discuss or give our advice, our educated advice on, depending on your skill level riding a motorcycle, what you should be looking at for an entry-level bike. We're doing this um, saying Uh, that people don't have any ADV skills. I know the
1: answer. I know the answer. You know the answer? Yeah. A brand-new bike with extended warranty and AAA towing that will go out in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's the bike you
0: need. BMW.
1: Well, that just counted me out.
0: (laughs) I know. I get a three-year warranty and BMW roadside assistance for one more year. So I either need to decide whether I'm going to trade the thing Time to trade it in. Or I'm going to have to get like a – the AMA has a, a package. Uh, I want to say it's like 100 bucks a year or something like that. Was it you that sent me
1: that Instagram post about the GS? Or, no, it was Moto so. Atomic, I think. Maybe. Dan. I'm not sure. Anyway, it says... I thought... It was weird that they named it GS. And some German... Ilan US. de Strasse. And, and some German guy <laughs> says... I don't know what you just said, but okay.
0: <laughs> it's German for on-off-road. Yeah. Strasse. Yeah. That's what uh, GS stands for. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and the other guy says, I just thought it meant. Uh, go yeah. slow? No, not go slow. Giant. Oh, I can't remember now. Terrible. Giant. Basically like a giant douchebag. Giant bag. schlong? Giant douchebag. Oh. I can't remember the word. Giant douchebag. Sorry, I fucked up the punchline, okay, guys? Jeez, I'm sorry. It's been a long, long, long three months, okay? Very long. Three months? Yeah. January 28th or 27th is when my truck broke down. I just got it back today. What's the date? Three months
0: isn't over yet. What's the date? Today is the 11th. Of? April. So your three months ain't over yet. Well, close enough. I'm rounding up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't mean Uh, to get us off topic. I'll come back to the joke. but uh, So we're going to talk about if you're thinking about getting into ADB.
0: Yes. What what kind of bike you should start with. And um, I I think that's all going to depend on A, your skill level. B, height is going to be a big thing. Although Jocelyn's snow kinda like, but Jocelyn's different because she had knowledge of bikes, so she knows how to ride them already, so like an experienced rider, I would say can probably ride anything, but like if you're looking to get into off road riding and adventure riding, depending on your skill level, you probably wanna pick a different bike to start, you know same as like starting out you know riding from scratch. We're not really going to talk about somebody like that. So they know how to shift and balance. Yes. We're going to, we're going to discuss the topic. I kind of figure that if they're listening to us, they already ride motorcycles. If they don't, and they're looking to get into riding motorcycles, um, don't there miss are other us. options. Well, there are other <laughs> options out there, but they need to Figure out whether they want to they wanna be like a, an ADV or a road type thing. Is that like, um, I want to be like Mike? No. Motorbike
1: Mike's not here. Why not? Because he's not. That what if question person's going to be upset. You said that mo- moto, uh,
0: motorbike Mike was like episodes ago. <laughs> he may show back up at some point, but he's not here today. He's very memorable. Yes, he is. Okay, so... This is a dumb shit. So you know how to ride bikes. Yes.
1: In some form or fashion.
0: Yes. So uh, somebody that's a beginner, uh, they've been riding on the street a little bit and they decide they want to do more like they want to do some off-road riding. They've never been off-road in the dirt at all.
1: That's interesting because I have a buddy that just got a, a KTM bigger bike. Yeah. And he's been on the street, I think, most of his life, but now he's starting to venture out and he was asking me about kind of that like riding off road and so he's riding off road, he got a big KTM? Like uh maybe eight ninety or ten ninety, I can't remember, but yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a big step. 'Cause But uh, he's been riding previously on road. I understand the road. that, but on we've already had that discussion. On road and off road the techniques are so different yes yes, that's a lot of bike that's a lot of bike to start with hey start with what you got yeah i a new rider been riding say a year or so okay that uh is looking into getting into the adv motorcycles now when you say adv let me clarify is that include off off off-road adventure riding okay
1: doesn't so not like a big mean, bike.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Because I would not recommend that somebody that's just starting to ride goes and buys an ADV bike. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. So the, where in work. my opinion, I mean, everybody's going to be different. But if you're new to riding, I think you'd be better off with a dual sport in the beginning. And I agree. You, you, you get your money back pretty much with motorcycles nowadays. Especially if you're getting one of the the starter bikes like a uh, uh, KLX three hundred, the CRF three hundred. Uh, I think the WR is gone now. You can buy them used. Uh, the two hundred and fifty. Uh, there's got the what is it XT two hundred and fifty. Um, there's there's a bunch of starter dual sports. Is and yours also- a is yours a starter dual sport? Absolutely, cool. But
1: so, would you suggest that?
0: I'm just curious. Oh, absolutely! I would suggest that to anybody. I mean, I've been riding a long time, and I've spent a lot of time off road. I would consider myself experienced. I know the the ins and outs of dirt probably better than road, but um, it's fun. I mean, if you're going to be doing uh, cross country like across the tat or something like that. I don't know if I would want to do that. Um, Maybe the tat, but not freeway. Yeah. I
1: don't think that would be but, fun on the freeway. For
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're looking to get into it, you don't know if you're going to like it. You the, don't. the object is to keep your expenditures small in the beginning, because yes. I, I would not recommend somebody that's never been off-road, doesn't know whether they're going to like it, to go spend eleven thousand dollars on a husky when they can pick up uh the Kawasaki or the the Honda or the Yamaha or any of these bikes for around five or six grand. Seriously? Yeah.
1: Well maybe I'll just get a two fifty out there. <laughs> I'm not that. kidding. You could. That is a thought. <laughs> I thought they were like swear. ten grand, so I was like, but before I forget this point, I think it's worth mentioning that when I started, my dream for a couple of years was a 690. My thinking at that time was I was going to take it from my house, not have to load up my dirt bike, go up into the local mountains, and camp and come home. Right. Okay? I mean, we're talking maybe 100 miles round trip. That's, that was my thinking. Then I got the bike and I loved it so much. The three hundred? The the six ninety.
0: So the seven oh one. Seven oh one, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. You got me confused. Smash my dreams. God damn it.
1: <laughs> but anyway, my point being is uh if you end up liking it, it might be nice to have a little room to grow into it. I'm not saying a ton, but like I never, ever thought of crossing the country when I was thinking I wanted a 690 701. Right. And now I want to go across the country with you to meet you. And I'm thinking that bike could do it. Bigger bikes would make the trip easier.
0: So just not, not bigger. We're talking heavy different because yeah. no different because the 701 is a dual sport. It's not an adventure bike. There's a big difference. It's a dirt-eating machine. I'll tell you what. Yes, but people lump that stuff in together a lot of times. Um, Like the 690 is called an adventure. 690 Adventure, but it's not an adventure bike. It is a dirt bike.
1: Right. It is a dual sport. It looks like and feels like and rides like a dirt bike. That's why I love
0: it. Right. Whereas your adventure bikes are, they're bigger, they're wider, they're not. They're made on street bike frames usually, with which is a more great... of a, a, I'd say sixty forty sixty road forty dirt. Whereas a dual sports more like sixty dirt forty road. And that's a great point. If you're
1: thinking of getting into adventure to think how much off road you're going to do, how much on road you're thinking of because the bigger bikes or different manufacturers start with like a street bike in mind and make it dirt worthy and right. other manufacturers go the opposite they start with really good off road and try and make it good on the street right so just know what you want to do and then that makes the dec- the decision excuse me, easier.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause like, uh, I'm not sure. I want to say tiger does. I know, uh, BMW has a 300 adventure bike. BMW has a 300 GS. Uh, I want to say there's a couple others out there with smaller bikes as well. It's more of an adventure bike than a dirt bike. Matter of fact, I don't think BMW makes a dirt bike per se anymore. They used to have this used, 450 that I saw. Yeah. That they, looked they really cool. Yeah. They don't make it anymore. Everything's adventure. But like your adventure bikes, uh, Yamaha is probably the smallest one, 700, the Tenere. See, everyone lumps that in with my bike,
1: 701 and 700. So they get judged right on each other. The
0: Tenere is not a dual sport. It's a It's an adventure bike. Just the the makeup of it, you know, the the way the frame and stuff is. It's a bigger, beefier frame. Uh, Dirt bikes tend to have smaller, lighter weight frames. So your dual sports are usually on a dirt bike frame. Your adventure bikes usually have a street bike frame. They're a little more rigid, a little heavier duty. Oh, Chippewa's pretty goddamn heavy duty, let me
1: tell you. I put that girl through some shit almost as much as can hardly not quite though <laughs> can hardly people tell me you can't do that in your truck i say watch this can hardly chippewa
0: <laughs> sounds like a sick sexual perversion oh boy
1: <laughs> don't google that people whatever he just said watch out
0: <laughs> oh, shit. all
1: right so you're new to writing what are the factors you want to look for um do they want to be able to touch the ground? Is that going to be important?
0: That is severely going to limit your choices because I bikes are not, your motorcycles are not made for the person; they're made for the job. So the the more off road stuff that you're trying to do with a motorcycle, the taller they usually are, and the more technical the off road
1: gets. The more problematic that becomes.
0: <laughs> well,
1: keep your feet on the pegs. Yeah. Okay, Jocelyn.
0: <laughs> Jocelyn,
1: that's what she says. Keep your feet on the pegs. So does Meg's Brap.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I, she's a I short. I've heard short. Jocelyn say that. I, I've also heard Jocelyn say it doesn't matter how big you are. But yeah, it is true. That being said. I would not recommend somebody that is just learning to ride or has maybe only been riding for like a year to go out and get themselves a 1,200 or 1,250 because that's a hell of a lot of bike for somebody to take off-road that has never ridden before. Yeah. If you have to have an adventure bike, I would lean more towards like the Tenere. Tenere would be good.
1: What about
0: the... um Royal Enfield
1: Himalaya, like itchy boots. That's what I was thinking get for those my wife. Over here?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I have live, yeah, you can because uh, Everride. I don't know if you ever watch his stuff,
0: yeah, but he's near a big city, aren't we all? Not really. Up here in the northeast, they don't have a lot of this. I can't even get a gas, gas, what? Uh, beta, gas, gas, beta.
1: Stay away from the beta. I'm just saying, I don't know. Uh, the problem with, like, even Husqvarna. Motoguzi. Husqvarna, Gas Gas. I don't gas, have gas a lot of that around here. And stuff. Parts are harder to get just because they haven't been in the States as long. So I have some friends that have a beta. He had to wait a while to get parts. They're great depends bikes. On, it yeah, it depends, depends on
0: your dealer. You You have to have, you know, dealers and stuff. I would recommend that. Uh, my wife told me I had to get rid of all my dealers. Sorry, I would recommend that if you have a Japanese import dealer nearby, that you get a Japanese import bike. If you have a BMW dealer nearby, then you can, you know, stretch out. Uh, going to your Honda dealer, I know for a fact they can get me Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki. You know all those types of parts. Really don't know if they can get me Husky or KTM. Bars. They won't,
1: they won't even if yeah. they can. They won't.
0: Well, <laughs> your at least, dealers here. Are, yeah, your dealers are different from mine because he'll get me yeah. anything, anything yeah, yeah.
1: For. that's cool. But that is just something to keep in mind.
0: Which, by the way, if anybody is doing the NEBDR this coming summer 2021, in the middle of section three, if you do need anything for your bikes. Uh, you have a problem with your tires or something like that, you need some repairs, need somebody to look at something, check out North Services on Route 7 and 20 in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. I cannot recommend these guys highly enough. They have always taken care of me. And like I said, they will get you anything you need. How much do you get paid for that? Nothing. So it's just from the heart. Yeah. I mean, it's just – I'm just – in this area, they're probably the closest one that's going to be to the BDR coming through. Uh, if they come through, they're five minutes from my house. The BDR is five minutes from my house. And it's like a triangle type thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're yeah. five minutes. For, well, they're Rub five minutes. In. They're five minutes off of the BDR. That So are you. you know, I get it, Chappie. I get Cody. it you can walk to the BDR. Yes. but If them. somebody needs parts, go there. Or they need something fixed for their motorcycle, it is
1: real close. And Chappie has told me for years how good their make how good they are. They've treated him well, so.
0: They've gotten me parts for my 88 KX 250. You know. And they always I had treat a you good. problem. Yes. And with yeah. respect, so. Absolutely. And They would treat anybody that comes in, you tell them you're you're doing the the BDR and you're on a trip, and they'll squeeze you in. They'll try and, you know, if they don't have something, they could probably overnight it for you. That's really within Within reason, you know. I mean, as long as they can locate it, they'll get it for you. So, what's the shop again? North's Services. It's right on Route 7 and 20. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's actually in Lenox, Massachusetts. It's always good to, uh, like have a referral. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, go in there, tell them you're on the BDR and they'll, they'll help you out. Matter okay. of fact, I had talked to them a little while ago and I got to reach out to the BDR and see about getting them on the map. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Good info. Cause I was just stuck
1: in Wyoming and, uh, I had no idea who, what, where, when, you know, and it's, it just adds to the stress when something goes wrong. If you don't know who you can trust or where to go, that's a big deal. Right. So good info.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they're a Honda and Suzuki dealer. Uh, it is where I bought my Honda. Uh, and I felt obligated because they've taken care of me. But back to my point, if you don't have a Husky or KTM dealer really close, you kind of be a little leery on getting something like that. Especially yeah. if you're like a couple hundred miles away, that's going to be a pain in the butt. Yeah, I mean, there's like Rocky Mountain, done. Rocky Mountain ATV.
1: If you do the work yourself, but these are new people, so that's my point. Simple. These are easy. these are new
0: people. They probably may or may not. You're going to have to judge that for yourself. If you can do yeah. your own work, get whatever you want. But the point was, like you were saying, with the the beta Moto Guzzi, you know. Like around here where I am, there is no Royal Enfield Beta Moto Guzzi Gas Gas. There's nothing. Uh, KTM is God. I gotta leave the state or travel what? over an hour. Are I you serious? Leave the state or travel over an hour
1: for Hustle real? As
0: well, yeah. Oh,
1: good point. But that just made me really sad. But
0: yeah. <laughs> so like, if you're if you're starting out. Um, I would recommend a dual sport if you're never been off-road riding at all ever. I couldn't recommend one of the starter dual sports more because you're talking five grand. You ride it for a summer. If you like it, sell it outright for almost exactly what you paid for it and then go buy what you want. If you don't like it, sell it for almost what you paid for it and Go get something else. Find awesome. something else. I think that's very sound advice. Yeah. I agree. It, if, if it's something that you absolutely have to have an adventure bike, like we were talking, I would I would steer towards uh, BMW's 850. Uh, it's tall. It's like a 32 or 33 seat height with the lowering link. The Tenere 700. I think Tiger's got an 800. Yeah. Uh, Bob likes his eight hundred tiger. Yeah, um, Tim's buddy Bob, not not the Bob we're usually talked about. KTM's got the seven ninety, which I <clears throat> think they bumped up to an eight ninety. They did most of that was because of emissions crap. Yeah, that's been a big problem with a lot of bikes. Um, yeah, and then of course you've got your your. Not so popular brands, you know. Your uh, Suzuki's got a V Strom. I want to say it's a six fifty. Yeah. What about the uh, Africa Twin? That's a thousand. You're you're getting into eleven, twelve hundred cc motors, and we're talking somebody okay. that's just getting into it. So I'm mid size, smaller ATVs, ADVs. If you're starting out, I, I would not recommend. Somebody that's got a year under their belt, go buy a 1200 because you're, it, they're heavy bikes. I don't care what yeah. brand, they're very
1: heavy. That's a good point about off-road riding people that come from the street. Just in my comments, I have noticed on, on the channel, um, maybe just aren't as familiar that when you're off-road, you're going to drop your bike. It's not because you suck. It just happens. The terrain is uneven. Absolutely. Uh, things. There's obstacles.
0: You're going to hit a wet rock. Yeah, and you're not going very fast, and the tires will slip out. It, yeah, it happens. Just, so yes. to pick up a heavy bike is a big deal. Hey, just turn on any supercross or motocross. Those guys are professionals, and they fall because. Yeah. Did
1: things you watched last
0: night? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it.
1: I don't want to talk about it either. It pissed me off, but, I mean, it was a
0: mud fest. They were slipping, sliding, falling. I mean, Tomac won, but Webb, like, I'm sick of a little <clears old throat> kid. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Webb. I don't like his attitude. I don't either. I want Roxon to win, but I'm
1: not trying to get off topic, but that was yeah, kind of my or they're top level, and they still fall.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like graham jarvis you know I, I yeah mean, it just doesn't get he, caught on camera very often right but doing that <laughs> hard enduro stuff i've seen him like get to a spot and the bike tips over because just the, whatever rock the bike doesn't bounce off it exactly the way you expected yeah and you're leaning a certain way and it you know it it, it happens and, and fatigue it's, it's going in. to happen
1: so that too Keep in mind, you may yes, have to pick up your bike when you are absolutely. looking at the big bikes. Think about that.
0: And that's why the beginners, I would recommend the beginner dual sport, because you're talking about a 250 to 300-pound motorcycle. Whereas when you get into your uh, Tenere and your BMWs and your Tigers, your 800 range, we're talking almost 500 pounds. Yeah, and I or am not Arnold. Pounds. I am not Arnold. Yes, Arnold. and it, it's it's heavy. You may be able to pick it up once, but if you're off-road, what happens if you find a sand spot and you fall over it like three, four times? I set up you, camp. That fourth time you pick that bike up, you're going to say, son of a bitch. And even yeah. if you decide to turn around, that's four falls back the other way. Yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so think about that when you're when you're, you know. I mean, everybody wants to have the biggest, best bike, but how about the fun? You want to have fun, and... right? But you want to have fun, right? And fun so is the most important thing. And I can tell you, you can have fun on these little bikes. That's what I was just going to ask and and put my two cents in. I guess was
1: because you say beginner dual sport doesn't mean you can't grow into it. Like I can hop on a beginner dual sport right now and I could have a blast. And I've been oh, riding I do. for years.
0: I do. So I mean, you can't grow. K, yeah. I've got a KX 250 with probably this, it's got to have more horsepower than my CRF 250. And it's definitely got a lot more snot and torque, <laughs> but I can do so much with that CRF and it's just you it, know, it's fun. I it mean, opens I, up
1: a new world, right? You
0: can go yeah. different places on road, off road racing. So yeah. we don't need the biggest and the best. You want to have fun, so get something that you're going to have fun with. you pick up that 1,200 GS, that 700 Pouts with all that gear on it, you pick that up a couple times, you're not having fun anymore. No, you're not having fun. So. Check the ego at the door
1: about the horsepower and the CC <laughs> size and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And remember that you're doing this to have fun and
0: enjoy the experience. Absolutely. Keep that in mind when you're when you're buying your first ADV bike. You want something that you're going to have fun with. So if you're on the very new side to riding and you've never done any off-road, please keep the bike on the small side so you have fun. But you're gonna have to judge your own skill level, I mean, there could be somebody that's been riding here that's got wicked skill, yeah, that's true. Uh, I've seen uh, you learn quick just if you're gonna go the big a d v bike, start on the dirt roads and slowly get off road. That's the only because it's a, uh, riding off road is a very different mindset
1: so that's the next step of this and next question that I get so i'm I've ridden on the road. This is a question. I'm not saying this. I've ridden on the road. I want to get more off-road. How do you go about that? Uh, The first question I was asked, do I get lessons? And is there lessons for such things? Now, I know BMW teaches classes that you can buy for for the ADV bikes. I think you have to have a BMW, though. Well, yeah. So that's what I'm kind of asking you or... Or, yeah, my listeners, is there other things like that from other manufacturers, say Honda, my local dealers, or Uh, you know, just other sure about, or do you need a local rider to teach you? Like, what what would you think is the best advice to give?
0: Uh, somebody that wants to get into off road riding, I would say look on Facebook. Um, there's got to be rider groups ask some say, friends that that buddies. are into riding go to the local dealer and and ask if they know of any groups um because there's a couple groups around here the uh new england dual sport riders um there's the ned? new england ned new england dual sport ned n-e-d-r Nerder. New England dual sport riders. Sorry, sorry. And then there's uh the nerds, the New England riders. <laughs> dual sport Is it New England. New England riders. No, no. It's just uh a, a group of people that get together and ride. The there's adventure riders, there's road riders. Like Motocamp Nerd, which you can get ten percent <laughs> off of. Throttled ADB. Interruptus Maximus. Yes. (laughs) Ask your dealer for any groups that they know in the area. Reach out to friends and stuff like that. You can look up on YouTube about dirt riding and pick up some tips. YouTube's great for learning. You want to find somebody that's doing some
1: (sighs) successful things that you want to do.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, I want to say, is it Bob Hanna? Uh, Brett Tax yeah, is good. Yeah, but Tax doesn't. He doesn't have like a a teaching. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know. No, I, I know who you're talking about. Yes, they actually have a school in Texas. Yes. Uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. I was thinking of somebody else.
1: They just give you tips on, say sand. Yeah, or uh, uh,
0: Meg's Brap. Yeah, Meg's uh, Brap's awesome. Barry, but I'm trying to think. There's a pro that did motor. You know, a pro motocross that has a school, and I can't remember his name. I Chris want to Birch, say it was Bob Hannah. Chris no. Birch.
1: I would say go get the Chris Birch uh, tutorial. Honestly, it's like fifty bucks. I've got it. It's awesome. And then go out and learn.
0: And find also, somebody to ride with. Don't ride by yourself. If you're getting
1: thanks, chappie. God, you're just kicking me in the nuts all day. That's all I do is ride by myself. A new rider should not be riding by themselves. Well, nobody would ride with me. So, but Uh, that's that's because you keep
0: interrupting them. Well,
1: that's okay. (laughs) If you're getting into thinking about dual adventures, you probably have a buddy that's talking in your ear and they can probably teach you. Locally here, we have people that you can uh, get lessons from but also manufacturers, like Jappy said, Facebook and your dealer are great resources.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's tons of Facebook groups. Uh, Check out any of the uh, Ride BDR Facebook groups. Every BDR has its own Facebook group. If you live next to one of those BDRs, join the Facebook group and ask the questions. You just got to ask a question. Forums are another thing you know find a forum for your area I, I said Facebook because Facebook is you know a lot of times you can get it by area yeah if you've already done some dirt riding say you've you had a dirt bike and you did some trail riding but it was when you were younger and you haven't done it before or you haven't done it in a while and you've primarily been rode as an adult OK, that's where I would suggest that you step into maybe an adventure bike or a big dual sport because, you know, you like off road, especially if you're looking at doing long trips. Yes, I would recommend that you get at a minimum a three fifty four hundred like a Husky three fifty KTM, the DR four hundred You know, somewhere along that line, uh, they got KLR. KLR is coming back, by the way. Are they really? The 650? Yeah, 650, brand new for this year. I was wondering
1: what they were going to do when they stopped doing that. I was like, that's got like a
0: cult following. Yeah, but everybody's got to be Euro emissions compliant. so. That's that a, makes sense. Honda took Honda took their 250 away, and now it's a 300. Same with Kawasaki KLX 300. Same
1: with KTM and their 790. Yes, those are good
0: bikes. Yeah, but 400. You're probably going to want to be in the, in the 4 or 500 minimum. Yes, you know, I would say if you're heavy off road, the 350, whether it's KTM or Husky is going to be a sweet bike. Because if you're going to spend a lot of time off-road and then do some on-road, this is for like an intermediate rider or even somebody experienced. If you're looking to get into this, you can push those bikes to the limit off-road. Oh, yeah. And they're comparable on-road. They're not going to be great. If you want something that's going to be like a 50-50 or you're going to like drive across the country to find some Mm off-road and you're a little more skilled in the off-road area, then you might want to step into your adventure bikes. The mid-sized, you know, again, the mid-sized bikes are great. They do a little both. Once you start getting into the bigger CC adventure bikes, you start getting into the, you need to be skilled to ride these things. Especially off-road. Yes, because you're you're dealing with a lot more weight. You have to be able to ride the bike without having to plant your foot. You don't want to plant your foot on a big, heavy bike anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it, if your back end starts to, to go out, you know, the dirt rider in us plants the foot to push the bike back up and get it back, you know, upright. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that with a, a big 1200 GS or a, a Tiger 1100, you know. That'd be painful. Africa Twin, yeah. That would be very painful. Something would break. Right. Or twist. You, what you need to do is you need to shift your weight and ride the bike.
1: Yeah, you can't let the bike ride you. You have to be able to ride the bike at that point.
0: Right, and you need to know how. hmm yes. It's a whole different ballgame. So that's why – we would not recommend that for the beginners, and like an intermediate, I would say you want to get used to an adventure bike before you go to the big one. You can get like a the the eight hundred class or the the mid range uh, adventure bike. A- any of them are good. I mean, they they yeah. yeah it's hard to say that there's a bad bike in the
1: class anywhere. The thing that I've learned with, with this whole thing is, um, adventure riding, whatever you want to call it, exploring, whatever on and off road is you can make an adventure out of the bike you have. Oh, absolutely. It might be a little different than somebody else's adventure. Like
0: I would not want to put knobbies on a ninja and take it off road. No, no, but you could, you could load it up a little bit, ride
1: the road to a campground and camp. I mean, yes, you, you can could do customize that, yes. your adventure to what you either have or what you can afford. So there's no one, right. this is the bike that does, it. there's no perfect bike. Oh, absolutely. Because we get caught in that trap. A lot of us like, this is perfect. I have to have this to do it. And then we never go on a trip. And I've learned over the last two years, you know what? Just go on the trip. With what you got,
0: absolutely, I, and I can't agree more. Your your intermediate riders, would you agree that you know you you probably want to be in the the bigger dual sports and smaller mid sized yeah. adventure bikes? Yeah, say mid sized but the adventure bikes really start around the seven or eight hundred cc range. Right, um, whereas the dual sports tend to end. Around yeah, that range, I I
1: think that mine
0: is the end of the range. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here is the the biggest difference between. I mean, we've gone back and forth. Mm-hmm. Adventure bikes and dual sports. Yeah. This is so everybody can understand. Dual sports, single cylinder. Yeah, baby. Adventure bikes aren't. Nope. They're usually twins. Uh, I'm not sure about the Tenere. I think the Tenere is a 700 twin. Yeah, I'm unpromoting. Well, I mean, word. we were talking about frames and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's.
1: But the, the motor's the big, big jumping point, right? From single to to twin, yeah. Twin or boxer.
0: Yeah, it's still two cylinder. Yeah. Which that's the weirdest motor. It is
1: the weirdest motor, man. Really and your is. pistons
0: are going, no, 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 no. I know. <laughs>
1: it's so weird. But I mean, I bet it keeps the center of gravity pretty nice. Yeah. With all the weight down low like
0: that. But. But it's spinning different. I just worry I would hit it. Yeah, I don't like that. Jocelyn, she had yeah, engine, we saw that. Bar. Yeah, engine guards on, and she still tore a hole in her head.
1: So when you jump to the the not single cylinder, be it twin or box or whatever, right. does that automatically or generally make it more comfortable
0: or capable of street travel well you, this is where we get into the dirt you're leaving the dirt bike frame and your dirt bike single cylinder and you're going into a more uh rigid road frame with a, a road motor usually the twins and stuff like that so in so layman's
1: you- layman's terms if i want to go from my house to your house On the freeway, you would say probably two cylinder would be. In general, I'm saying in general, Um, more comfortable on that trip, or more made for that trip.
0: If you're gonna go just the road, yeah. If you're just gonna go on the road, I would actually probably find a Goldwing. (laughs) Oh, baby! I'm not that old yet, bro. Come on, with (laughs) with adventure adventure riding. I think it's it's all up to your style of riding. If you're if you're the type that likes to rip through the trails and stuff like that, you, you don't want to buy a bike that you're only going to ride when you go on trips, like you you said. Mm-hmm. If I buy an adventure bike, but I have to have another bike to go ride the trails, you know that's the to pizza. me that's a, it's a waste because now you've got another spot taken yeah. up in the garage. Um, I have a street bike that happens to be classified in as an adventure bike, but I bought it as a entry level touring bike. So I bought the street bike. So Mm -hmm. me and the wife could go on trips. And then I bought the dual sport because it'll go and do the off-road playing, but I can still ride it on the road, but I can do anything I want with it. I wouldn't want to take it On the freeway from east coast to west coast. No. But if you're from your house to a hundred mile
1: trail away and you need to be plated, your bike is plated, it'll handle the road and then you can rip it on the trails.
0: Yes. And that's the perfect thing. I would not want to be riding the trails around here on an, an adventure bike. If you go outside and your truck pulls a can hardly...
1: And you're gonna be late for work. You could <laughs> could ride your small bike to work. You could.
0: Or I could ride Theoretically. The
1: beamer, yes. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Either or. Um if I was gonna do a primarily road trip, I would take the beamer. Yesterday I went for a ride and I just well, I wanted to shake down the bike because I figured out the throttle cable problem. I I bent the uh the guide that was up in front of the forks, closer to the forks, so it, it shortened the cable a little bit. So and, like to be fast a lot, then, huh? Well, it was when I turned the handlebars to the left because of the risers <laughs> in there. And the, if I was going to do like a pivot turn to the left, you turn your handlebars all the way. The throttle would stick. That'd be so, one heck of a pivot turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, uh, I took the the Honda A because I wanted to shake it down and B because I was just going to go tooling around on some back roads and stuff. Exploring it. Which, tried out the new helmet. I cannot recommend the Climb Pro, the Krios Pro anymore. I mean, although I, I did say on Instagram that They really need to step up their game on their interior padding because it's severely lacking. I mean, they don't even come close to showy or, I mean, the the padding inside is like... Dirt bike helmet. Not even... My dirt bike helmet's better than that, padding-wise. My dirt bike helmet, yeah. I got an answer, but the padding is more comfortable. The cheek pads are okay, but the padding on top, Garbage hmm. and the climb. I mean, I, the my showy is so much better, but the helmet weighs less than three pounds, came with a transition shield. I'm jealous, yeah. Well, I would recommend getting that shield if you can. Actually, yeah, I can, I can order it. Yeah, and I love my. I love the mine. Mine's not the is pro. huge.
1: Mine's not the pro, I don't think it doesn't matter. It's the same, but uh. The only complaint I have about it at all is uh, it does have quite a bit of wind noise. Like, I can't shut my vents. I think on the pros, you can shut vents. Yeah, I can, yes. I can't, so they're always open. And it's not terrible, unless you're a moto-vlogger.
0: I don't think I'm going to be doing any of that. The only time it bugs
1: me is when I'm trying to moto-vlog. Other than that, I'm listening to music, and it doesn't bother
0: me. It's a light, sexy. Mean I've noticed if I, if I tilt my head back, I get like a, a whistle on the, the peak. Ooh. Um, but you can take the peak off. Yep. It's not as easy to take off as I would like because it's the same part that holds your visor. Yeah. Unfortunately. But it's just two screws, three, because you got the one on top, too. I don't anymore. (laughs) I lost that one. (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah, So the intermediate riders, mid-sized dual sport, because you're gonna want you're you're gonna be a little more. uh, Yeah, if you're more towards the dirt, you're gonna ride trails and stuff. I would recommend a dual sport. If you're gonna be more into um, like a BDR, where you're going to travel and then just ride like a BDR. The, the smaller, um, like a 850s, 800s, those would be okay. I've noticed a lot of people are trailering
1: their bikes to the BDRs.
0: Yeah, because they're doing them on
1: dual sports. I thought my dual sport would be to get me there. I didn't want to have to trailer anything. Right. And the ones out west, it's fine. You know, I've done a 1,000 miles. Right on the road on my bike, but so take into consideration are you going to trailer your bike? And if you're going to be off road, a lighter bike is always funner, I think. Absolutely, but like you're saying, if you're going across the country, get something that's going to be comfortable to do that because, yeah, in my experience, holding onto the handlebars with the death grip for hundreds of miles because the wind's blowing your light bike all over the place is a little hard on the heart.
0: But <laughs> you know like, you're gonna you're gonna get that on the the bigger beamers and stuff like you that. You will, anyway. but
1: I've been behind Tim when we're getting blown by wind, and he's getting blown a lot less than I am. Sometimes uh, you might say that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's famous, duh. <laughs> I mean, famous people oh, always get blown shit. more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, there you, about go.
1: That. there you go. Here's it. Here's a question. Because I've had cruisers, I've had cruisers. You know, like like the V Star. Yeah, and it, it was lower. The seating is lower. How you're sitting is absolutely. Lower. It lower felt like the it. wind was not as if it didn't affect me as much. Absolutely, and dual sports. And probably adventure bikes seem to be higher
0: seats. Well, the center of gravity is higher. It's it's the center of gravity. Um, I don't know. I I, I, I've been on the road so long Mm -hmm. that when the wind starts to blow, I I feel it starting to blow, and I automatically like shift into it. So it's it's the it it doesn't bother me. I mean, uh, I've got the. The adventure bike, uh, the the Ninja, um, even on the dual sport. I mean, the wind picked up a little bit yesterday. It just, I don't seem to notice it as much. Yeah. I mean, experience is one thing. But for frame
1: of reference, I'm talking a stretch of 100 miles in between any town on an 80-mile-an-hour freeway, and the wind gusts hit. 40, 50 miles an hour. And yeah, all that's on the road with me is semis.
0: Yes. Yeah, you no, know,
1: I, when a semi passes you or vice versa, the wind does fun stuff.
0: Yeah. But, well, you're not supposed to be like running alongside of a semi. You're either supposed to I let them go them. ahead or pass them. Cause I don't like the wind tunnel behind them. I like, to pass yeah, them. I, but I, I stay off the highways period. I mean, that's usually when, when I go somewhere, mm-hmm. I, I'm not traveling the highways. Okay. It's it's about getting there. Your situation is different. You're riding to a BDR, you're taking a highway. If I was going from here to Virginia, I'm going to go the highway because I'm going to get there quicker because going the back ways.
1: Right. I mean, I would prefer the back way, but sometimes time is a factor, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I guess that's one of those things where that's probably why people are trailering their bikes. That, that makes sense.
1: That does cost more money though. Like, like a yeah, get a motorcycle takes pennies for gas compared to hauling a trailer. Right. So.
0: Right. Just things well, to consider. To like, what we're thinking of doing, you know, my brother's headed down to South Carolina. So, so we're going to rent a truck throw the bikes in the back. He's going to drop us off in Virginia and then head off to South Carolina because it beats 12 hours in the saddle.
1: Yeah. And then we start fresh. So that'll be fun. Absolutely. So much fun to start day one, like not after 12 hours of highway.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be on the highway for 12 hours. It's just going to be in a car.
1: Yeah. More creature comfort. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. And then you know, if you're an expert, I guess uh, an ex motocrosser or uh, or or just somebody with a lot of experience, you pick the bike you want. Yeah, pick whatever. Yeah. See now, if if I had known that uh, BDRs were a thing, Mm -hmm. I wonder if I would have bought the 850.
1: I understand. I didn't know uh, BDRs were a thing till a couple of years ago. Yeah. But they're so, really cool.
0: Unfortunately, I had already bought my bike.
1: They're really cool. And generally, they're set up for not like a brand new rider, but a novice rider to experience. The experience they usually have marked, don't take this if you're a novice. But there's always a workaround if you are a novice or intermediate. Right. So, it's a good resource. It's a good resource and very fun to do. Yeah. I mean, you could change the, you could change the tires on your bike and make it
0: uh, a BDR machine if yeah, you no, wanted I would, to. No, because I would have to change the rims as well. I have mags. Oh, that's right. You got mags. Yeah.
1: Still, it's cheaper um, than a new bike, new rims.
0: Yeah, I have a so... I have a loan on it, so come well, you this might time next. Well, come this time next year, the wife and I will sit down and figure out: do we trade it or keep it? Forgot about that. Let's figure it out. Yeah, because I mean, if the payment's going to stay the same and we can trade it, might as well do it.
1: Good point too. Even you've been riding for years and years and years mm-hmm. on an off road. There's never the perfect bike, right? So don't be scared like, oh, I'm going to buy the totally wrong bike. You're going to go through bikes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, as you grow as a rider or as your interests change, you're going to want a different bike anyway. So don't be paralyzed by fear
0: of, I'm going to buy the wrong bike. Don't let that paralyze you. Not counting when we were little. Uh, I'm talking like from the, the point I bought my first KX when I was 16. 15, 16, something like that. I can't tell you, I have bet you I've had 20 bikes. And I spent a lot of my kids' younger years without one. Um, my daughter turned eight. I got her a bike and me a bike for her birthday, thinking I was going to teach her, tried teaching her. She hit one bump and did the goofy off the off the seat, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Legs in the air, off the seat. Yeah, while she was still holding onto the handlebars, came back down. Never crashed. Now came it. over, stopped the bike, and she wouldn't get back on it. She was usually fearless, so uh, for some reason the motorcycle scared the living crap out of her. She would get on with me, and I could pop wheelies and do whatever, and she loved it. But this wasn't her it thing. Just, yeah, it just it didn't happen, and. We ended up. I ended up getting rid of them. I got a street bike, but yeah. So for I don't know, eighteen years of the kids' lives, I had a couple bikes, but it wasn't like heavy into the, the motorcycles and whatnot. So, but I've still had over twenty bikes. Yeah, you know that's that's a lot. So, so if you're
1: thinking. Oh, I have to buy the perfect bike the first time, blah, blah, blah. That's, I don't think even possible. Maybe no. it is, but just don't paralyze yourself. Make an educated decision and make the decision and make it happen. Have some fun.
0: Absolutely. Buying the wrong bike would be a, a newbie or somebody that's just yeah. getting into the sport, buying a 1200. Yeah. That, that, that would be the wrong bike. Somebody that's experienced, like uh, myself or you, uh, we know what to expect. So, me buying the CRF250, I knew what I was getting into. People said that it needs suspension and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I had a blast on it. I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I wanted it for. So, I would more caution the people that have never been off-road. To go light. Go light or don't go huge, you know? Yeah. It's like the the 16-year-olds that want to get a leader bike, you know? Go get that Hayabusa and whatnot. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. You get a smaller bike, get used to it, learn how to ride it, and then you can usually sell it for what close to what you paid for it yeah. and get something else. Sell the bike, then buy a new one. I mean, if you trade it in at the dealer, you're not going to get what you can private sale.
1: No, I mean that's the same with cars, trucks, bikes, anything.
0: Absolutely, but there's dealer's, dealer's going to make their money. Yeah, I bought my bike brand new last year because uh, 2013, 2014 CRF 250L. They were selling them for four, anywhere between four and five thousand dollars. I bought a brand new one for five. <laughs> So, I mean, it was just a no brainer. They hold their money and they did not last long either. If you saw one, you got to get it. Yeah. It was gone. But yeah. So, I I mean, that's my thoughts on, I hope we covered everything. I mean, we kind of talked a lot about it. There's a lot of information in there. Yeah. It's a real broad subject. Yeah. It's true to form with Cody and I, we circle around and circle around and Never Eventually seen get back. <laughs> Eventually we get back, or we don't. We're, we're like the, we're like the kids dancing around that one kid, ringing around the Rosie <laughs> <laughs> Hi Rosie, <laughs> how are you? <ya? laughs> Just don't Palmer. Nope.
1: <laughs> so only in your own tent. Do whatever you want. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: speaking of tents what if it's a hammock uh, if you're looking for moto camping gear tents anything to do with camping off of a motorcycle there is a website called moto camp nerd ben over there at moto camp nerd has given us a discount code and it's the same code that we have been using for uh mototomic it's Rated throttled M. throttled ADV. If you use that code, the throttled adventures code at Moto Camp Nerd, you'll get 10% off your purchase. Thank you, Ben. Yes, thank you, Ben. And as always, we can say that you can also go over to Moto Atomic and use that code and save on some. He's got some dry bags for camping. The most There's, comfortable hoodie in the world.
1: Chappy was right. Uh, oh yeah. my God. Cody got his hoodie. Uh, yeah. That thing is awesome. I needed a hug because I had a hard yeah. week and that thing yeah. gave it to me.
0: I love that. Uh, yeah, freaking hoodie. That, I love that. I'm, I'm wearing my T for Tony shirt today. Uh, it's weekend. I love my Lord Atomic shirts. I wore one yesterday under my jacket for a ride. It's not warm enough to wear the the jersey, so I, I wore my Mototomic shirt, went for a ride. But um, yeah, use the same code, uh at Mototomic, and you get 20% off to go visit these guys. They're small businesses that are trying to make it in the world. Support them if you can, if you're going to buy some stuff, the hell with Amazon and their yeah, billion-dollar I mean, industries. These are Support real people, the little guys.
1: Yeah, that really enjoy the same things that we do,
0: and have quality products. So yes, it's very important. Yeah, Cody has purchased some stuff from uh, Moto Camp Nerd, and yes. it is it's high quality stuff. And he does carry things that Cody has used or does use. Yep. So, we can say that these things they may not look cheap, but they're quality. Uh, and they're small. And a lot of times uh, for the moto camper, when you go small, you get expensive. Yes. When you when you go quality, you get expensive. So you're paying for the quality. And Ben gave us a discount, so use it. 10%. That's, you're That's going to buy a $300 tent, that's 30 bucks. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's well worth it. It's nothing to sneeze at, people. It's not. our way of giving back. What you want?
1: Yes, I think you just got yeah, some, so, some of we, that on me. Now I've got the bid. Oh <laughs> no! Don't you know you're not supposed to sneeze on people? Yes.
0: And I want to I want to say, like we did last week when Dan was on, that we get nothing from this but the satisfaction of knowing that we're saving the listeners some some money. So, yep. uh, these companies have graciously given us a discount. To share with our listeners and you know, we're happy to do it. Yeah. And we choose to uh to
1: shout it out because it's something that we believe in, we like. So Absolutely It's not like we're just Small doing business. an endorsement and uh you no. know whatever. So helps right. you out, helps them out.
0: So uh now that we got all that out of the way, why don't you get that little bastard out of his cage? <laughs>
1: Been waiting all day. What if? Okay, here comes the what if elf, motherfucker, to your house. What if? (laughs) Yeah, he sent me a text, little bastard. He did. All right. (laughs) He didn't know how to text, did he? You thought I couldn't text? One through four. Do I have to hit the randomizer today? Can I just pick one? Yes, you're supposed
0: to. No. It's your <sighs> only fucking the, job, you little bitch. Always buy the book, this guy.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Looks like numero uno for you. No, no, no. Numero uno. Numero uno for you.
0: Here we go. Rodney again. What's
1: up, Rodney? Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm supposed to be with you right now. Mm-hmm. Don't you know how to right. different plans? So,
0: the What If Elf has stored this question from Rodney, and it is Would you ever consider running the cannonball on a bike? And if you did, what bike would you use? What? The cannonball. It's from New York City to California. You never saw a cannonball run? I really? thought a
1: cannonball was for pirates. No. <laughs> I really did. Don't laugh at me. Don't fucking make fun of me because I did not You've never
0: heard of the cannonball? No. Do you know who Richard Rollins is? Sure. Okay. Because you, you know he, he has. I just told you what. Who Richard Rollins was? <laughs> never heard of Gas Monkey Garage? I've heard of Gas Monkey Garage. That's Richard Rollins. Yes, I know who Richard Rawlings <laughs> oh, is. Fuck! <laughs> no, I fuck. you, Cody.
1: I got you. Yes. But I was just in Rawlings, Wyoming, so I got a little confused. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, God
1: damn. You and your don't you but know I do. trip. No, I seriously didn't know about the
0: cannonball. Sorry. Really? No, I didn't. Uh, I don't know if anybody's broken it. I think somebody did recently, but uh, it's from like New York City to somewhere in California. I'd have to look it up to... To be exact, but uh, for a long time, Richard and his friend held the record. I think they did it in a Ferrari. It was thirty six hours. Yeah, was, somebody broke it though. I I want to say they broke it because they used they had somebody in the back with a like texting and stuff like that to make sure that they didn't run into any cops and all that stuff. Well, Rodney, I would use an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh but so the I guess the, the question is, would you ever consider running the cannonball on a bike? And if you did, what bike would you ride? So first first question, would you do would you try and do the cannonball on a bike? It's thirty six yes. hours. What, does like it have 36 to be thirty
1: six hour. hours
0: or yeah, the, the is it object just the route? is to do it. The object oh. is to do it as quick okay, let's two parter then. Would you just do the route for? Yeah, I guess for that would fun. Be yes, yes. Yeah, do fun. it for fun. Would you do it to try and set the record?
1: I don't think so on a bike, man. No, I.
0: That's I just, would have to agree with that. I get
1: a little silly with no sleep.
0: Yeah, and, and it's not like you can take turns. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are I'm not riding me in my bitch head. on your bike. Pardon, pardon the word. Pillion, I'm not running Pillion on your bike. Yeah, Pillion or a cannonball. You piece of Pillion. Because <laughs> you can't sleep.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. So it's in 36 hours you can't sleep. So that's why I would say no on a bike. Yeah, no, I, I agree.
0: Um,
1: I wouldn't mind doing the route. Two wheels in a tent has some great coffee, but it's not two wheels in a tent. Did what? They have some great coffee, but it would not keep you up for
0: 36 <laughs> hours. <laughs> It's a Rodney question and Rodney's gonna get that. So now
1: (laughs) Rodney, that was a tough question. I'm sorry I didn't know what the cannonball was.
0: So okay, so you're gonna do the route. What what would you use for a bike? Rodney's gonna do the how did I know you were fucking going there? You're like a, the question. I know, but you're a one track record Hey, I like
1: vanilla ice cream because I like vanilla ice cream Vanilla okay? ice ice I baby. know what I like <laughs> I like cheeseburgers with ketchup only dum, 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 dum. I'm not the guy that goes to a different restaurant and orders different shit every day I know what I like and that's what I like so no sense of adventure. I do have a sense of adventure, obviously. It's just not in food. <laughs> I'm a pepperoni pizza. Well, oh, with bikes. Shit. I mean, if somebody would loan me one, I'll ride any bike. But if I get right. to choose, okay, I would so use a seven ninety or an eight ninety.
0: Yes, yeah, I'm not all riding a on road, but it's all care. on road. I don't care. Yeah, I'm going to want to
1: be comfortable. At some point, I'm going to want to get off-road. Like, I would ride that route from California. Can you do it backwards? Theoretically?
0: Well, I mean, if you're just doing the route, yeah. Okay. If you're going so, to run the cannonball, no. What, would, what bike would you choose? Goldwing? I, I think I would, no. Well, I think I would, it would be probably Harley. I would get myself a bagger and... Not an Indian? No, because again, uh, I'm traveling across the U.S. There's more Harley dealers across the U.S., more Harley clubs, more. I mean, if if I have a problem, that's the bike I want. I'm not a Harley fanboy. I have not owned a Harley, and I probably never will. Unless, I don't know, maybe I'll fall in love with that Pan America, but I doubt it. There's a lot of That's Honda lot of dealers. Bike. You
1: wouldn't ride the Honda,
0: not. The, I mean, I'd rather be on a Harley. There's. Than a Honda. I bet you there's three winning. times three times the Harley dealers that there are Honda dealers in this country. That's a
1: good point. If you have an issue, it's nice to be taken Absolutely.
0: care of. Absolutely. And you pull into a Harley dealership, they're going to take care of you. So, I mean that that would be if I was if I'm going to travel across the country or travel around the country. And money's no object. That's the bike I'm going for. I mean, the, the bikes they build nowadays are dependable. Um, I wish they had more liquid-cooled bikes. It's hot as shit.
1: Yeah, my V-Star was
0: air-cooled. It
1: was fun until you got to a stoplight for too long. And then you better have
0: something not short. Time. Yeah. <laughs> the Beamer's not bad. The fucking Ninja sucked. Because of all the fairings. All all the heat came up into your helmet. You know, it just right up into the face. Oh. Oh, I mean the legs were the legs were fine, but it was just like Hmm. because of the fairings, all the heat just came right up the body and it's like, Mm. oh it would get hot. No thank you. But I don't get that problem on the beamer. I don't feel it. It's all open, so um yeah, so I mean, that, that would be, I, I I too would not mind doing the route, just to say that I've done the cannonball run route, but I bet you I would do it in like 36 days, not 36 hours. <laughs> now, has anybody done it on a bike ever? I don't know. That would be a, a Google. Alexa, has anybody ever done the cannonball run on a motorcycle? Here's something I found on the web. According to com, original Doobie Brothers member Patrick Simmons and his wife, Chris Summer Simmons, will drive across the country on their 1934 and 1929 Harley-Davidson motorcycles on the 2014 Cannonball Endurance Run. Holy shit. The Doobie yeah. Brothers. Yep. And his wife on freaking 30s and 40s Harleys. Oh, Pretty shit.
1: mama gonna dance with you daddy heard that okay? all night
0: long. Here's some funky land. You heard that, okay? Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, so it'll come out in the podcast. Shit, I need to get one of them things and put it closer by the hand, so by, the hand, have, by well, the hand. Take me by the hand, take me by the hand
1: all night long.
0: Sorry, Doobie Brothers. Bro, we, we could we could do a we could do a ask Alexa. Segment. Oh yeah. <laughs> I get one. I get one and set it right here. <laughs> uh, let the all elf, right. So let the elf ask her. Thank you, Rodney, for the question. Yes, thank you, um, Rodney. We're starting to get down in questions again. The elf needs a job. More questions. Yes. So we'll have to we'll have to send our word out. And I, I like to remind everybody that April here is. Patreon free month. Everything has been posted publicly you can go in there, hit the like button. When you get in there, you check out, check out the stuff. Um, this episode here, we'll have some clips from, from before when we were talking about our trip and whatnot, like behind the scenes. Cause we're talking about stuff. Um, so there'll be some behind the scenes stuff and, I don't know if we want to do a, a live stream at some point. I think it'd be fun. Let's see
1: if... Maybe a little shorter than two hours, but...
0: Yeah, well, I mean, people are going to have to go in there and hit some like buttons and stuff if we're going to do a live stream through Patreon, because yeah. I don't want to do it just for me and you. No, so we're doing that already. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're going to do that, uh, we have to see that... People are actually going in there to, to check it out. But, yeah, check it out. See what you get. And um, leave some suggestions. Yeah, leave some suggestions. You, you're able to contact us through there. Send us an email, contact at throttledadventures.com. Uh, if you can't remember it, go to the website, throttledadventures.com. The uh, email's there. Podcaster, there yeah you can find us on instagram uh, we've got a facebook page now you contact us anyway uh you I too, get all that but. stuff on my phone you know and if it's a co- uh, question for cody uh, he has access to some of that stuff i can always text him and say hey you need to answer this or you know happy, happy to do it yeah uh, you have a suggestion for a podcast episode you want Let us know Um, some of the behind the scenes stuff that we don't want to give away who, but um, there's two guests confirmed. Uh, We've got a couple possibles. Uh, Yeah. I've got a couple that I'm working on that uh, uh, out of country um and then there's a couple of big names that could possibly be showing up here over the next few months oh boy well one of them you already confirmed so we
1: just don't know when yeah well we got fun i mean that was a fun podcast
0: (laughs) oh yeah with dan yeah yeah that was our kind of like our maiden voyage and yeah, and it was fun just to to sit back and shoot the shit. Just with him. Didn't, I mean, we talked know how it was going to go. We started to yeah, and we started you know. laughing. And before we record, and, and we we actually had a con- conversation with uh, Rodney K. Rod from uh, Ride of Rides on YouTube.
1: Yeah, and that was fun. God,
0: that was oh my god, that was so funny. I mean, <laughs> I, we just need to have him on, Rodney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He is one of the confirmed that, that said he would be, be coming on. We just need to find a time. Yeah, uh, we just need on that. to have a come on. Uh, we're just going to talk motorcycles with K Rod and laugh our asses off like we did. Yeah, because that, that, was, was that was so fun. much fun. We were all cracking up. I, I think that would be like a, just a comedy hour. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> There'll be a little bit of information here and there, but. You know, a lot of poking and prodding. That was fun. Now,
1: I know you've all already listened to the uh, interview with Dan, the man from MotoTomic, rated M. But if you have not, go back and check it out because it was just so fun getting to know him,
0: learning about him. Yeah, he's a motorcycle enthusiast. He rides, um, which uh, Ben from MotoCamp Nerd does as well the stuff that he's picked for your camping needs, not to get off subject and sorry to step on Dan's toes a little bit, but <laughs> I just wanted to, the, the the people that we've kind of partnered with actually ride they, yeah, they, they ride. So they understand um, the, the motatomic stuff from the podcast last week. You heard, we heard stories about all his riding. He's had just about every kind of bike you can think of. So, did you see his picture of the John Deere bike? That was pretty cool <laughs> on Instagram. Cool. Yes. Yeah. If you're not following on Instagram, I don't think we actually got to that because we got talking about so many things last week. Uh, if you want to follow Motor Atomic on Instagram, they have some really good posts every now and then. Like, I think he posts every day. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, they have some really funny stuff. It's a uh, mototomic underscore authentic. Yes, and Motocamp is on there. Y- yep, and you can head over to our Instagram, and usually Motocamp Nerd and Mototomic are either commenting or they usually like, so you can find them that way too.
1: And uh, Ride of Brides is on there as well.
0: Is Rodney on Instagram? Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm gonna have I
1: to. I can't remember before. if it's Ride of Brides or k-rod i'm not sure k-rod yes that's
0: right you're right but just say hi so absolutely so we've got some awesome content coming we've got a suggestion from one of the listeners that uh we're putting together a lot of research for that podcast uh going back to the camping 101 for that uh and then we're gonna do uh I guess like a bike shootout coming up, Whoa. kind of thing. Well, I mean, we're gonna yeah. do our research and we're gonna lay down the heavyweights. Oh, give our discussion and our thoughts on those. I mean, we haven't ridden them, but we we know about them. Uh, well, actually, you rode one. I did too, but I did. Holy sh nikes <laughs> But um I'm not yeah, pivot gonna, turning that thing. There's uh, no. <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> lot of options out there. We're gonna discuss those in an upcoming episode. Um all the options and we got plenty of stuff to invade your ear holes with. Oh Woo! god, we've got so many, so many ideas and uh things coming up. You uh, better watch week. out. We'll do this every day. Every f- no. five days a week. No Oh, oh. once a week's (laughs) enough.
1: That's all you can stand?
0: (laughs) No, I think that's all they can stand. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, we appreciate you listening. Absolutely. I thank Dan again for his appearance here last week.
1: Yes, very brave man. Thank you for uh, braving that.
0: Yes, tax season's coming up. Make sure you pay your taxes. What? Don't pay don't don't get don't your, you have to make LA money fees.
1: don't you have to make money to pay taxes
0: yeah, absolutely oh well then i ain't got no problem <laughs> well the the wife takes care of you pretty well yeah and i, I feel for her
1: i don't i don't feel <laughs> that i would have survived this long without a wonderful better half so mm. i've been fortunate yes
0: have we all? If you've got nothing further... I, I gotta pee! I got Again, here we go. <laughs> don't stand up. <laughs> so, so
1: <laughs> I'll leave you with a words of wisdom and then, then we'll go. I've heard for 46 years of my life the expression don't pee into the wind. I thought it was a funny expression. You know, my bike broke down out in Wyoming and Gusts of winds, 30 to 60 miles an hour, were going on. I had to pee. I stopped, pulled off the road, and I was not peeing into the wind. I was peeing away from the wind. But you understand what gusts of wind do? Yeah, they change directions and shit. And I found out what don't pee into the wind oh really means. Don't ever do that. Oh, the funny part of it is so I'm trying to turn to get away from the wind and the semis on the highway are coming by and they're all, honk, honk, honk. Honk if you like it. I, I guess, <laughs> man. It's it kind of embarrassing, but.
0: uh, and I don't think we needed to know that you pissed yourself. So. Well. Now, well. after, after all that, I just <laughs> want to say thank you for listening. Don't. <laughs> And until next week, I'm Chappie. And I say,
1: brap. I'm Cody. Don't be on yourself.